0: Hey everybody and welcome to another Industry Night with me, Nikki Nellis, the show that takes you on a deep dive of the happenings in the hospitality community. Now, if you're new here, hi, thanks for joining me, and if you're old here, just hang out for a couple seconds while I give people the whole role of the show. So. I'm Nikki Nellis. I've been covering the DC food, wine, and hospitality scene for the last 20 years. I know, I don't look that old, but I am. Uh, and you can find me at the list, are you on the online e-zine that tells you everything that is happening in and around the DC metro area. Of course, you follow me at n y c c i n e l l i s. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, threads, LinkedIn, And now on YouTube, because this show, Industry Night, is on YouTube and, of course, on all your podcast platforms. And lastly, you also check me out on Foodie and the Beast, the show that's been on air for 15 years now. Um, It is my husband and I. I am the foodie. He... He's the beast. Uh, Anyway, so we've been showing that show for 15 years. It is still DC's only food and wine variety show. Um, So that's a bit about me, and a little bit about Industry Night. This is a deep dive show, and I get to do the really, like, the coolest things, like today. So I'm going to get into it. So over the past few years, if you follow me and you know what I do, um, I've had the pleasure of emceeing the Events DC Embassy Chef Challenge, and it's always this like knockout gala event people get all dressed up but the coolest part about it is that all these embassies participate and their chefs come and they decorate the tables and they bring all their culture and they bring amazing cuisine and then there's a bit of a competition because it's all judged but it is an incredible exchange of culture and cuisine that could happen only here in DC. So. It's coming up again. I'm very excited about it. First of all, I've been asked to MC again, which I'm very excited about. But last time I did it, not only did I get to MC, I got to go to all these embassies and sit with the chefs and cook with them and talk to the attaches or the ambassadors or the ambassador's family just about their cultures, their cuisines, and then what it means to not just diplomatically do that here in this country, but also in DC. So we've got like two things happening and I just love it. So the competition is back. The chefs take it seriously. It's happening on March 7th and that leads me to where I am because I am in the Cuban embassy. When I got the call that that's where we were doing the show today, I have to be honest, I did like a little dance. I was so (laughs) excited because I've heard about how glorious this embassy is and um, it does not disappoint and listen we all know that there was some diplomatic issues over the years um, with our countries but that has changed since 2015 uh, and now the embassy is open and if they don't let just anybody in, fair warning, but uh, there are some beautiful things here, and I think what's so important about me being here today is that maintaining diplomatic relations is important, and this is a way that we all get to do that. So you get to join me. So before I get into it, I'm delighted first to reestablish one of my relations with uh, Jin he Kim. She is the creative officer for Events DC. We're gonna get into Events DC, what they do, why they do, all these amazing things that incorporate what's going on in the city. And then David Ramirez is joining me. He's the cultural attache for the um, Embassy of Cuba. I think I was supposed to say something else though. I was supposed to say the Embassy of the Republic of Cuba. But he said I could say both. Um, But I'm so excited to have him here because he and I have been chatting for a while this afternoon. And he is just a wealth of information. But before I get into you, normally at this part of the show, I take you on a little tour of where I've been and what I've been eating. But I don't want to waste too much time. So I'm just going to quickly, like, read off some of the places. Because I know it's only been a week since we've been together. But your girl's been out and about. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I went to the new uh, Le Bon Bosch in Georgetown. The cutest little french bistro so great get online because you're gonna need to aventino mikey freeman's new place in bethesda just opened roman uh his version of roman italian cuisine so delish you better get a res because i already heard feb is booked okay um cork celebrated their sweet 16 yay diane and college that's a huge milestone for any restaurant especially in this city gravitas and capo did a collab dinner i was there i ate it all it was worth it and it was the emperor's birthday of japan earlier this week and i was invited to the japanese embassy to celebrate that And I just figured that was a perfect segue because, see, I was at the Japanese embassy and now, hi, David, I'm here at the Cuban embassy. It's so nice to see you and thank you so much for hosting me today.
1: Thank you so much for coming and uh, looking forward to talking to you about anything. Don't worry,
0: I'm going to take it easy (laughs) on you, I promise. So I'd love to start. We talk so much about uh, Cubans, uh, the Cuban history and the culture, but I'd love to give people a little context. Can you tell us a little bit about Cuba and the, the, his, the rich history there because there's so many influences.
1: Yeah. Okay, so uh, it's, it's a very beautiful history. Mm-hmm. It has a lot to do with the U.S. We share a lot of roots between uh, Cuba and the U.S. Mm-hmm. Mainly we were both uh, countries that were, had different colonial uh, empires that developed their economies mm-hmm. in our nations and obviously that developed uh, the way that we you know have our own cultures and our own culinary mm-hmm. uh, I mean ways of being right and uh, this is one of the most key aspects. I would say that most importantly um, what Cuba has that is most um, unique is the fact that we have a mixture of the roots from our African ancestors and mm-hmm. also from our European ancestors. so we used to be a Spanish colony, so we have a lot from our Spanish ancestors, and also from Africa. So uh, we like to call ourselves an ajiaco, right? Uh, Culturally, we're an ajiaco. Ajiaco is like what you in the U.S. call a melting pot. Mm -hmm. So ajiaco is actually a dish in Cuba where you put a lot of vegetables, meat together Mm -hmm. in a big bowl, and everybody in a family, you know, eats it and has a great time. So mm-hmm. that's, that's our culture and our people.
0: So do you, would, do you say that a lot of the architecture in Cuba, a lot of the music in uh, Cuba, and obviously some of the food in Cuba, is all a melting pot of those cultures, even today?
1: Yeah, exactly, the, totally uh, agreeing with you. Mm-hmm. Um, right now Cuba is, a, you would say, is a hot spot for culture. Uh, everything that has to do with dance, everything that has to do with music. Mm-hmm. Um, right now we, have, we are uh, half UNESCO uh, heritage sites and also intangible uh, heritage uh, things like, for example, Danzón, mm-hmm. which is a, a national uh, music, uh, has been uh, one of the, the most important parts of our history and it's like the root of what today you call salsa, mm-hmm. song, timba. So we have uh, more folkloric uh, source of music and dance like guaguanco, rumba, conga. So it's a beautiful hotspot for dancing and having a great time. Right. Obviously, the fact that the weather is obviously wonderful all Mm -hmm. year round. It's beautiful, right? Yeah. A lot of beaches, beautiful beaches. Yeah, I feel
0: like we need to just... I love being here in the embassy. I really appreciate the invitation to be here, but... I do feel like that maybe if we did this in Cuba, we would understand more what you were talking about.
1: You're definitely invited to Cuba. I'm
0: going to take you up on that invitation. So let's talk about the embassy here. Um, It was not open for quite some time. I told you off air that my husband's father used to go to Cuba in the 40s and 50s. You know, there was a huge uh, tourism between the United States and Cuba for many years until it was not so now that the embassy is reopened and you are here in this country what does that mean for cuba and you know how do you share not just yourself diplomatically but your culture and your cuisine with this with this country
1: yeah i mean you are definitely writing this um for us it's paramount to be here right Mm -hmm. i mean the fact that we have an open embassy that the united states citizens even though you have your restrictions imposed by your own government uh, mm-hmm. to travel to Cuba, you can still travel to Cuba and get to see our country. A lot has changed. And uh, right now, what our most important uh, objective here in the United States is to work for more engagement, for more diplomatic ties. Mm-hmm. And what a better way than to work for that using culture and using cultural bridges. Mm. And more than that, uh, using food to, you know, to get into your hearts. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, Cuban people, you might not know Cuban people, or maybe you do. I do now. We are very welcoming. Mm -hmm. We are very passionate in what we do. And we, uh, when you get to know us, you become family. Mm -hmm. So that's what we want to do here in the United States, become closer friends.
0: Okay, I'm here for that. Can we talk about, since now we're really good friends, can we talk about um, some of the cuisine what did your mom make for you growing up? What did you grow up eating, that you know makes you think of home, makes you think of Cuba, or if, or when you invite me to your house, what are you gonna make for me?
1: Okay, that's that's a very good question. So in Cuba, sugar is a very big deal, mm. right? So most of our food, even I mean entrees, some some other way, in one other way they have sugar in them. Oh. So, uh, when. You, you're asking me what would my mom make me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a very good question. She, I would like, for dessert, I would like to have flan. Do you know mm-hmm. flan? Of course. So flan in Cuba is a very big deal. Mm. They also make it with coconut, which mm. it, you know, a very interesting flavor. But we also have something which is called coquitos, which are like small uh, cakes of sugar and coconut, which <laughs> oh. <laughs> nice. yeah. is But we also have arroz con leche, -hmm. Which is rice with milk and cinnamon. Mm. That is very Cuban. And when we talk about entrees, I'm thinking uh, roba vieja. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking congri. That's like the pulled
0: beef, right? Uh, Yeah. It's like the roast. Yeah, I love that.
1: That's, you know, very endemic to our country. It's a Mm -hmm. big deal there, and we love it. Obviously, gris, which would be uh, white rice made with black beans, Mm -hmm. make it a very nice uh, combination. And obviously, uh, we were talking about plantains. Right. Plantains is a very big deal in Cuba. We make tostones yeah. and fried uh, a ripe plantain. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, that's Cuba.
0: OK, well, I, I love all the Cuban cuisine. Um, do you think people in this country have a good understanding of Cuban cuisine and culture? Do you think we ha- that we misunderstand a lot here?
1: I, I think that there is a lot of knowledge about Cuban culture, Cuban culture as a whole, Mm -hmm. but there's there's like empty spots in this Mm -hmm. knowledge. And there is much that the American society can learn about our country. Mm -hmm. And obviously invite you guys to go to Cuba whenever you want. Mm -hmm. You keep saying that. To learn about Cuba Mm -hmm. from your own I know, I feel like we're going. (laughs) Um,
0: So just quickly, before I I go over to Jin Hee, I am going to come back to you. Can we talk about this building, because it's so Gorgeous, And I'm sure so many people who live, if you live in the D.C. area, you drive by this building on 16th Street all the time and you're always like, what's in there?
1: Because it's
0: so pretty. Can you talk to me a little bit about the architecture, the room we're in, the artwork?
1: All right. So the building, um, as we were talking before, this building was built more than a century ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was built by the Cuban authorities back then and it has always been the Cuban Embassy or it has always been used for this purpose. Initially, it was also the residence of the ambassador. Uh, for you know different diplomatic reasons, it was closed down and used as an interest section, but with Cuban officials inside. Mm-hmm. So it has always belonged to our country. And uh, if you look around, you will see our country being reflected in the walls, in the roof, in the ceiling, even in the porch. <laughs> uh, our coat of arms are uh, around the building everywhere. And just yes, uh, architecturally, it has a neoclassical style mm-hmm. and also it has a little bit of eclectic, which is resembling the architecture of our country at the beginning of the 20th century. This building, you could put it in the center of Havana. It would be like, you know, part of the scenery. Isn't that amazing? So yeah, it is. It is Also, we have a beautiful stained glass roof, which has images of our, of our flag, of our national and national symbol, symbols. It's
0: a beautiful building. We haven't discussed the Hemingway Bar, but and we haven't discussed Daiquiris or <laughs> rum. I mean, we have a whole bunch to get yeah, to. But I'm going to go over here to Jimi. Yeah, my God, sure. and uh, I want to get to you. So I'd love to talk about you, Jimi Kim. So I nice. Want to talk about
2: the colors in here, because I have a ex-boyfriend who's from Havana. Okay. And he brought me this beautiful picture, and the colors are very vibrant. The cuba libre is just. Oh absolutely
0: beautiful. Well I feel like you didn't get the memo of where we were and how we were doing it, but I know, it's okay. I know. You stand out. So let's talk about Events DC. I know who and what Events DC is, and I mean the name Events DC is emblazoned all around the city for a variety of events and functions and uh, partnerships. But I don't know if everybody knows what Events DC is and what you do. Can you explain it?
2: Yes, absolutely. Um, You know, it was funny because when Events DC came to me, I used to be a head of program in Apple, and the event CEO said, we'd like you to come and open this new division called Creative Services, um, and would you be willing to meet with the CEO? And I said, what is Events DC? I had no (laughs) idea what Events DC was. Mm -hmm. Uh, But essentially, I like to say we drive tourism and activities and events Um, and we're sort of the soul in terms of activities here in Washington, D.C. We draw together. We're the sports commission. We're the convention center. Um, We're also landlords. We manage a lot of real estate, um, Nats Park and other places. So we're kind of at the center of all things that happen in Washington, D.C. We Mm. help consolidate efforts. We help facilitate. um, You know, When big concerts come in or big festivals, we help them run through permitting and so forth. But we also help cultivate and um, partner. Partnerships and also curate programming. So I was brought on um, to really start to originate live events that we owned and we created on our own. And one of the things that we really wanted to do was expand this Embassy Chef Challenge because... So it was here first. It's been around for quite some time. I believe it's in its 15th year this wow. year. Wow. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. So it's been around. Um, and last year, we took, we, meaning creative services, kind of started managing it. And we brought it from the Ronald Reagan building, where it was there for years. Mm-hmm. We brought it to the Smithsonian American Art Museum. And I think that it just added a whole new flavor and a whole new dimension. We had a center stage that you were MC for. Mm-hmm. And I just have to say you we're so grateful you're coming back. Yeah, so um, grateful to be asked. Yes, and I think that the ambassadors and cultural, you know, attachés and people and guests were very, very happy with the, because it really added sort of this very exquisite experience because mm. it is truly a uniquely DC event because um, something that's really important, I think, to us, uh, and particularly personally, being a first-generation immigrant, mm. is to celebrate the international community that is here in Washington, D.C. There's nowhere else, no other city except, I think, Beijing that has as many embassies in one area. We have, I think, over 175. That amazing. So When you think about that, it's a uniquely D.C. experience. Mm-hmm. We have a thriving international community that intersects with the national and the local communities here. And I, we really just wanted to make sure we did that right, and we did right by the international community.
0: But I think it's so important to bring the international community and the local community together I mean to not bring them together to keep them separate such a waste of cultural exchange.
2: Oh, absolutely. And there's already intersections of that. I used to um, be the uh, acting director of the Asian Pacific American Center at Smithsonian. Mm. And we found that there were lots of intersections of Korean and Mexican and Guatemalan and Parisian. You know, they were in French and Italian. Like, they were all intersecting naturally and organically. Mm-hmm. We just needed to get that message out to the general public. And sure. I think that's what we're doing at Embassy Chef Challenge.
0: So and, let's talk about the Embassy Chef Challenge and how it's being executed this year. Um, um, you know, in previous years, I mean, it's, it is about the food. It is about the competition. There's a lot going on there, but there's also music acts and dance acts. Like there's so much, there's so much pride in the room. You know, you, it just, I think that's why the room feels so good because people are so excited to wear their traditional dress, decorate their tables in traditional ways, or get up there and do a traditional dance or sing a song. And I just think it, it that vibe just sort of reverberates, right?
2: Absolutely. And I think that's one of the things that Events DC, we pride ourselves in doing is that we give this, you know, we have a fairly large platform, the, mm-hmm. the brand of Events DC. And we're embedded in with the city, and we're embedded in with, with private sector. And if we can give that platform to embassies, big and, and, and small, mm-hmm. um, and help amplify the messaging that, that you all want to get out there. And it's really done through shared experience. It's not transactional, I'm gonna just stand here and tell you about it. It's actually an immersive experience. And so, the as you saw, the center stage, I don't know if you came last year, but if you visited, but you know, the center stage, people were milling about, and they were eating their food, and they're watching, and there's cultural performances, and dancing, and singing, and that's a way to message who you are, and what your culture is, mm-hmm. and how best to do that for people to actually experience that.
0: Well, also, in a room where You're standing next to all sorts of people. You know, when you think about all the division in the world, and there's everybody in one room, you know, breaking bread, seriously. And I just think that that, it's such a beautiful moment for everybody to come together and do it. So, you know, what do you, what is your priority when you think about the exchange of culture and Mm. cuisine? At the Embassy Chef Challenge, like what what is the priority to you, and what do you what are your hopes and dreams?
2: Yeah, I mean, at at the foundation of it, it's a universal language, food, mm-hmm. and then when you go, you know, when you kind of parse that out, it's culinary diplomacy. It's what the embassies are really practicing, mm-hmm. right? And 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 when you think about food, and and maybe you could you could say this for art and music as well, but it is it is a language that doesn't need translation. Mm-hmm. And I think what we want to show is that there. It's really there aren't boundaries around food. Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody has a preferred taste, but for us, we really want to showcase the beauty of the mixture, as you call it, a you know, a melting pot in in, Mm -hmm. in Havana. I think the people don't (coughs) until you come to Washington D.C. Oftentimes, people think, oh, you know, there's sort of the National Mall, there's politics, and then that's it. Right. And that makes me really
0: angry. I know, right? (laughs) And but
2: right over are the embassies. Right over here is a thriving international community that's intersecting with the national, that's intersecting with the local. Mm-hmm. And we want to make sure that we showcase the international community and in DC for its true soul. I mean the soul of DC is the intersection of these beautiful communities coming together. Mm-hmm. And it really is, there, there's very little translation that has to happen there. And I think even in a little modicum of chance, if we can show that there is really no translation needed here, Maybe there's very little translation that's needed here mm-hmm. and to build on that. And I think that the embassies and everyone that we meet, you know, through the, this Embassy Chef Challenge and the International City Food Festival, at, at, at their core, they want to be able to message that they are a part of a broader humanity. And I think that that just comes across in a very beautiful way through food. Well, oh I agree with you. Opinion. No,
0: I mean, I, I agree with you. And I mean, I think even as we sit here with David and he's like, you need to come to Cuba. When I met with the other embassies and talked with their chefs or attachés or ambassadors, it was, well, you need to come to my country. You need to come here so you can understand why I love it so right. much. You know, it's so personal. Yeah, I and I really, it, it makes me, ha- I, I do want that. When he's like, come to Cuba, I'm like, Sign me up, like I, could, I have my passport in my bag. <laughs> I am ready to travel at any point in time. My kids are all grown, I can go anywhere. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about Cuba participating this year, because it's the very first time. It is. So why, why did you guys decide to join in this year?
1: Well, uh, as I was explaining before, uh, when we talked uh, before, uh, actually we had no idea about this event and we found out through an association uh, that works with us of cultural attachés that they were telling, uh, talking to us about their experiences in previous years and when we started looking up we said oh my god why haven't we participated.
0: What made you guys decide to participate?
1: Okay, so um, uh, the embassy, uh, so sorry, sorry, we have to come.
0: Okay, we'll do it again. Okay, <laughs> we're going to start from there, ready? So what made you guys decide to participate in the Embassy Chef Challenge this yeah, year. Yeah, so, uh,
1: Events at is a very big, uh, interesting organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, we heard from our uh, associates, from a cultural attaches association that we have from Latin American countries that had participated before, and we thought it would be amazing if we started particip- participating now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we can't imagine why we didn't before. <laughs> so, yeah, we're here. <laughs>
0: okay, so now, um, since I've done this multiple times, I will tell you, I mean people bring it with the food, but they also really bring it with the drinks. I didn't mention all the drinks, like lots of drinks, so if you like to drink, there's a lot of it there. So um, I know rum is the mainstay of Cuban cocktails. Um, Can we talk a little bit about the product, the sugar cane, the production there, the history behind it?
1: Okay, so um, as you said, uh, uh, rum, has a lot of uh, connection to our country and to our history. Mm-hmm. Um, Cuba used to be a very big sugarcane uh, plantation uh, nation, uh, where most of the sugar around the world was produced in our country uh, with other competitors. But uh, it was like one of the most important uh, sources of income for, of our nation for many centuries, up until some decades ago. So mm-hmm. it's, it was a very big deal. And it's still a very big deal so sugar rum are like cuba and sugar and rum are one Mm -hmm. (laughs) and rum is also the base for most of the cocktails that we produce in our country that are worldwide famous like mojitos Mm -hmm. like daiquiris Mm -hmm. like canchanchara which is a most more typical sort of, of a cocktail from the center part of the country uh, but
0: let's just remind people that daiquiris are not the like crushed ice slushy gross things that you get those are not daiquiris I don't even know why they're called daiquiris but they're not can you explain what's in a daiquiri like because a daiquiri is really clean it's a very yeah. clean drink yeah
1: the daiquiri well actually Ernest Hemingway was a big fan of daiquiris he used mm-hmm. to drink daiquiris in a place called Floridita Mm -hmm. in Old Havana, Mm -hmm. near to the hotel where he used to live uh, in Cuba. And he was a big fan. And uh, the dietary mainly is based on uh, white rum, Mm -hmm. but sometimes you can use a little bit dark rum. Mm -hmm. You can use uh, crushed ice, but very well, uh, you know, with a small dash of crushed ice on the top. Mm. You add a little bit of sparkling water if you want. You... Add a little bit of, of lemon, mm. and that's it. That's it. Not Super more, clean. Not more. Not no, it more. really
0: lets the the rum.
1: Yeah, the show, rung, right? Yeah, and it's actually served on a round small cup. It's mm-hmm. not served on a you know a big glass and a long glass.
2: <laughs> American size, <service. laughs> I know, <Yeah>. right? American <laughs> size, exactly. So yeah, it's
1: more of like a small thing to drink mm-hmm. and to to cherish with family, <laughs> <laughs> really, Yeah.
0: So if you when you guys come. Like, What are you hoping that the chefs make for the Embassy Chef Challenge? Like, Now that you know that like, people really bring it,
1: yeah. what are you
0: hoping that they're making?
1: Okay, so that's a very tough question because we want to make a very big surprise. You know, okay. we, want, mm-hmm. we want to make surprises.
0: We won't tell anybody, I promise. So
1: yeah, but maybe I'm thinking about Ropa Vieja, but I'm also thinking about Mojitos, mm-hmm. but I'm also thinking about Arroz con Leche. Who knows, mm-hmm, who knows mm-hmm. about, what might happen.
0: Okay, so you're not going to tell us anything is what I'm getting from you.
1: <laughs> Mainly. <laughs> um,
0: but, but you guys are participating with Events DC in other capacities too, right? You're sharing music. You were telling me earlier that you do some work with local schools. Can we get into that
1: a bit? Yeah, um, uh, Right now we're partnering with the Embassy Adoption Program, mm. which has a lot to do with uh, you know public schools in DC, and it's been a wonderful experience. And with Events DC, Uh, Actually, there was a group from Events DC that visited our country because we just had uh, a very big international event which is called Havana Jazz Plaza Mm. and we had a a go-go band playing for the first time in Cuba which was, I understand, sponsored by Events Mm -hmm. DC and
0: we, we could have gone to Cuba. My well, filmmaker <laughs> went. We should have gone with it. Yes. Them. Okay. Now yeah. we know. <laughs> so
1: I understand that it was a total success, a total hit, and we're looking forward to continuing this program.
0: I sure. bet. God, that just sounds amazing. Well, Jinhee. On that note, let's talk about other than the Embassy Chef Challenge. Mm-hmm. This—it's—it's it's only an event in all the things that are happening. I have like lists here. I mean, you have. This Passport DC, the European Open House, you have all these activations happening. Can we go through it a little bit? Because it, it is amazing, sort of, the breadth and depth of offerings and ways for people to engage with the embassies here.
2: Absolutely. I think that we discovered that you can't just do one event. And so we're really looking at the month of May as branding that as an international month. Mm. Um, and so we're kicking it off May 3rd, the beginning for three days of um, a, a festival called International City Food Festival, mm. and that will be, we're doing activations around International Square, we're we'll working with different embassies. Um, last year we did Oktoberfest, and, so and we worked with the Mex- Mexican Embassy as well for um, the Day of the Dead. And then uh, the first Saturday of every May is Around the World Embassy Tour, not, mm. I can't remember if Cuba opens, but...
1: I think yeah, we it's
2: had, complicated. It is complicated. It's complicated, right? <laughs> I think we have over 60 embassies that open their doors, and um, and we see tens of thousands of people. We we know people who come across the country for that, because again, DC is the only place that has mm-hmm. these embassies, and they can actually tour.
0: So they tour the embassies. Are are they given? Like person, like they're just not walking around by themselves. Like they're given personal tour or tour guides, There's and they learn about guide. the history right. and everything. That's okay, right. so
2: it's uh, they. I, typically, they, I think they open at ten and then go to around four or five, mm-hmm. maybe six. Um, and you'll see lines just lined up out there. And um, last year actually we were in front of the UK because it was um, King Charles's birthday, I believe? Cor- coronation. Oh, the coronation. the coronation. Oh my God, what timing. Yes, what timing. They have this huge cake and they're giving out the king's cake. And, oh. and I mean, where else can you experience that? It's only, in only in it's D.C. It's only in D.C. And then we have um, the European Union that does an open house and mm-hmm. we will have a number of different activations. We really we have cultural heritage um, walks around the city. So, again, it's... Well, tell me a little bit about that. Tell me
0: about these cultural walks, because those are very appealing to me. Yes. But I don't know if people... Like, I feel like people are like... there's nothing to do this weekend, I do you know what I mean, or I have nothing to do, but there's all these ways, there's so many things to do, so can we talk about that it? a little
2: bit? There are these um, cultural heritage walks that happen in all eight wards, mm-hmm. and there are at least 25 of them happening at any given time throughout the month, mm-hmm. and it is an opportunity, and you go with a really kind of a, 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 a heritage cult, um, curator, and you go through and you understand and get to know what the, what the city, you know, is all about. And again, it brings in the international community, our national identity. He's like, oh, okay.
0: Right, Virginia, Let's stuff. do it.
2: And it is something that is, um, again, very unique to D.C. It is curated by locals and it gives you a rich history of what uh, you know, began, a lot of movements that began here in mm-hmm. Washington, D.C. Um, and that, you know, kind of spanned across the country. And it's, it's a unique month. For
0: it is, so okay, so mark your calendars for the month of May That's right. because there 's all these activations happening. That's right. Of course, you can find it on the list or you want it com but, um, but there 's so many different things, and you 'll keep us posted That's about right. all of it and then let 's get back to the embassy chef challenge for just a second let 's tell everybody where it is, when it is, and what you 're most looking forward to
2: oh. Uh, Union Station, mm-hmm. March 7th, 3rd. Oh, so, right, we're in a new place. That's right, a new place. Woo! We're debating a very large section of Union Station. Okay. Uh, it starts at 6 p.m. Tickets are on sale now. dot mm-hmm. com. And I am actually looking forward to David's mojito. <laughs> <laughs> we expect you
0: to come with a shaker, yeah,
2: David. Right.
1: <laughs> you're, you're creating a commitment here.
0: That's
2: right. <laughs> very very much looking forward to it. be. Okay, great.
0: And I do want people to know that it fills up. Last year you guys sold out.
2: We sold out within hours. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so... so we, we have put the price point at a place that is really accessible mm-hmm. um, and we hope that people will come and, and really experience Okay, it. I feel
0: like you're making me ask, what's the price point?
2: $150.
0: That is completely reasonable because there's well over 20 embassies there and there's so much food and there's so much drink and so much music That's right. and entertainment. That's right. Um, It's a really, it's a full evening experience, and you do not leave Hungary.
2: You don't leave Hungary, and i heard so many times people stopping me and saying, I've never visited so many countries in one evening. And it really is, you are actually visiting with the country.
0: It's very true, and I feel um, very grateful not only to, again, be able to chat with you and talk about all that events DC does, because it is, it's pretty exciting for our city to have somebody who's so focused on engaging all the different parts of it um, and also to be invited into your house today um, okay. of the Cuban Embassy um, if you could just share just a couple messages with people like what you would really like them to know either about Cuba or your being here in the States tell us
1: all right that's a very good question um, I, I don't know what to how to start mm-hmm. uh, just by well the show's that... almost over so <laughs> yeah. go, go ahead so Yeah, I must say that you know, uh, you're all welcome to Cuba. Uh, mm-hmm. Cuba is a very welcoming place. Uh, as we discussed before, uh, when, you come, be, be, when you become a friend of Cuba, uh, you become a friend and become family, mm-hmm. and for us, having you here, hosting you has been a privilege and an honor, and we would love to continue developing relationships with you, with Events DC, and again, you know, we're here to create bonds, ties, cultural bridges, do a lot of diplomacy, and hopefully one day become better friends. Mm. So, I yeah. love
0: that. Well, um, mm. on that note, that's a great way to end it. Um, I want to thank you both for taking your time uh, to have me, join me today, and uh, obviously to have me back yeah. with Events CC for the Embassy Chef Challenge, and for you too and your team to open up uh, the doors for us to see this beautiful uh, home. We did not talk about the bar.
1: The Hemingway Bar. The
0: Hemingway Bar. But I'm going to have photos of it, so you can check that out. I want to thank all of you for joining me here today. Nikki Nellis, Industry Night. Follow me at N-Y-C-C-I-N-E-L-L-I-S on all the platforms. Don't forget if you're listening to this show, you can also watch it on YouTube and see all the things we're talking about. Um, so So much is happening, and you'll miss it if you just sit on your couch. So get out there, enjoy, and have a delicious week. Produced by Heartcast Media.